It's the Quest Cast Fantasy Football Card Quest Football Cards All the Time, baby. I know there are some Patrick Mahomes collectors out there that are like, my goodness gracious, I should have invested in Josh Allen instead. But we'll get to that in a second. But Andy, the biggest takeaway from this weekend, those defensive players, baby, the sales are going up. And this is exciting for people that are really diehard football card collectors. It absolutely is, Carter, because defensive players have never been more viable in both collecting and investing because I'm going to talk about a specific defensive player on one of the biggest markets in the NFL, a team that just went 4-1 that beat the New York Giants. They're in first place in the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs had another interception in this game And Trayvon Diggs had roughly 300 buy-it-now rookie card sales on Sunday and Monday. Uh, This is more than Joe Burrow. This is about the same amount as Joe Burrow. This is the same amount or more than Justin Jefferson. It's it's absolutely incredible. This is actually a lot more than what CeeDee Lamb had Sunday and Monday. And people are spending considerable amount of money which makes him a, a very viable investment. I mean, you look at his optic hollows, they're going for 20 to $30 now. His rookie ticket autograph cards are going for $100. And these are not serial numbered cards, just short print, you know, very liquid. He's very, very hot right now. So there's a few things you do have to worry about with that, right? So like, look, I'm a defensive guy. Like on my LSU YouTube channel, I love breaking down like defensive tape, defensive scheme. And Andy, you you like football, like you're a diehard football fan. There's a lot of things about Diggs, though, that makes him very interesting. Obviously, he's intercepting the football at an absolutely insane rate. He's also doing this on the most popular team that just happens to be winning. He also happens to be the younger brother of another NFL star, and he also happened to play with the most legendary college football program, as much as I hate to say it, the (laughs) Alabama Crimson Tide, and he had that really viral quote about Nick Saban. So Diggs is as big of like a hotshot defensive star you could possibly get, and his interception rate is not going to be the same. It's going to regress at some point. So – we're not try- us being excited about defensive players. We-, we want to warn everyone that we don't think that defensive players are the next quarterbacks. We don't think defensive players are, are going to sell like a Julio Jones or whatnot. But it is our-, our main point, Andy, here is that it is exciting to see that a defensive player like Diggs is doing something right now. We, we really haven't seen a young defensive player do. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, you have to take all those factors into consideration. And and the fact that he is a 2020 rookie as well. So you have the that full spectrum of all those different, you know, 20, 30, 40 different sets that Panini released last year for people to collect and invest in. Um, but you're right, man. It, it is very exciting because he's he's on the defense. And 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 I also looked at guys like Khalil Mack over the weekend, one of the highest graded PFF. Uh, defensive ends from over the weekend had a great game looked at Aaron Donald buy it now souls before the show and these guys this is now going back to 2014 looking at their rookie card 
And when you compare to other 2014 offensive skill position rookies that had great weekends like Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, the buy it now solds and the average resale values were neck and neck with these guys. I mean, they all had about, you know, 20 to 25 buy it now solds and their prism on average was anywhere between 20 and $50. And I would say that Aaron Donald's was probably much higher than I saw a couple sales that were much higher than Mike Evans and Devontae Adams. So, and here's the thing I'm going to go on ahead. I know we saved this for the end, but I'm going to go on ahead and give just a, a play out there just to throw it out there. I would buy some Aaron Donald cards. I mean, we're talking about consistently the best player in football, right? I understand he's a defensive tackle, but he does play for the Los Angeles market. They are going to be a winning team for the next few seasons. I love Aaron Donald. I just do. I like the way he plays. I like his energy. I like his personality. And you could, I mean, you can get relatively cheap Aaron Donald prism rookies. In fact, I, 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 I've had a ton. I sold them all. I kind of want to buy some of them back because I know he's going to the hall of fame. I, I know he's a three time defensive player of the year. I know that this guy is going to be good for no less than at least three more seasons. It looks as if he's never going to stop. And I would look into other defensive players as well right now, Andy. Uh, Not only players that are still currently playing, but some guys that just retired. Uh, I I was looking at Luke Keekley cards uh, not too long ago. Are they big stars? No. Are their cards ever going to go for nine or ten thousand dollars? Probably not. But it, it is interesting because, you know, those defensive players, you know, more often than not outside of, you know, digs right now, you're going to get a decent price on a lot of defensive guys. Yeah. And those are those are safe investments. Those Hall of Fame guys. I I I was actually looking at Devin White, you know, because I'm a huge Let's Tampa go. Bay fan and I was looking at Devin White. I'm like, I want to get. Yeah. And he went to LSU, you know, as a stud at LSU. And I'm like, man, I'd love to give me a nice autographed Devin White rookie card for my collection. And lo and behold, I'm like, wow, these are pretty expensive. They were way more expensive than what I thought I was thinking I was going to, you know, look them up and be able to get one for like 10, 15, 20 dollars. That is not the case. I mean, the cheapest autographed cards I found were like 50 to 100 dollars. And so I, I'm just going to be patient and, uh, you know, really carefully pick that card that I'm going to invest in. But um, I, I think that defensive players, elite defensive players are very much viable in investments as much as they are, you know, collection. Right. You can obviously collect whatever you want or whoever you want. Uh, but I think that they're viable investments at this point. Yeah, and obviously, you know, I, I'm I'm going to collect Tyron Matthew. I'm going to collect Patrick Peterson. I'm going to collect the the Devin Whites because I'm an LSU guy, so I feel a little bit more comfortable, you know, doing that. And we're not telling you to, that this is once again, this is not going to be some super rich investment. It just is encouraging to see it as it is. Uh, other position players, Andy. And before we get into this, this Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert discussion, as far as position players are concerned, I, I found this stat to be so interesting. And I heard it on um, Clear the Cash with the Planet Fatness and and um, and Outrage Jew. And it, it was just a crazy stat that uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire was selling all these cards before the season even began. 
because he was a 2020 rookie and he played for the Chiefs. And you made a very interesting point about Diggs a minute ago was that he also was a rookie last year. So there's just going to be more cards of him out there. So also keep that in mind that as you look for other position players, understand that as each year grows, there's going to be more cards of said player. Is is that right, Andy? Is that what you see consistently? That is what I see consistently. Absolutely. Um, and and it is it's very interesting to watch. And you saw a big leap in that in that what you just said about the amount of available rookie cards for um, rookies as we as we you know progress here. And uh, 2020 was a big leap over 2019, and they've been big leaps ever since Panini got into the game back in 2012. And before we get to a few of our Patreon questions, we do want to talk about what happened on Sunday Night Football, right? So we had the two top young quarterbacks in the league right now. You can argue Justin Herbert. You can argue Kyler Murray. But I think a lot of people would say it's Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. And we had the game. And, you know, I see uh, some other people making the, is Patrick Mahomes uh, uh, overpriced? Is Josh Allen underpriced? And uh, it's hard to really say, Andy, because, you know, Mahomes was 2017 and Josh Allen was 2018. And there was a drastic shift in particular with uh, Prism rookie cards then. But what is your read as far as those two players are concerned? Because there are some higher end collectors that that are listening to this, probably trying to figure out, well, did I make a a mistake buying these Patrick Mahomes cards this offseason? Well, I will say Patrick Mahomes' average resale values are down right now. They are down. People are accepting offers. Um, you know, I, I saw an Optic Hollow going for around $750. You know, he only had about 80 buy it now solds from Sunday and Monday. Um, I saw a BGS 9 base donors rated rookie sell for $250. Uh, that was a best offer accepted. And that's down because before the season, the raw base downers rated rookie got up to as high as 325 to $350. And so his, his values are down. I also saw his, his base prism silver from 2017 selling for right under a thousand dollars. And this was a card that was around $1,500. And you can't compare that to Josh Allen's 2018 base prism. Um, You have to compare it to his prism silver and when you look at that, those cards are very rare. Those are more rare than Patrick Mahomes' 2017 base prism silver. Um, and when you when you run into those, because those cards are so rare, you, you don't know what you're going to get in an, in an auction or a buy it now format. I've seen them fluctuate. Um, and we were talking about this before the show, looking at some particular auctions. We've seen them fluctuate between, you know, a thousand to ten thousand dollars and you're probably thinking how the heck is that possible and there was some interesting activity we won't we won't dive too deep into it but we, we do want to issue this warning if you are new to the hobby and you know you hear all the time about you got to get a josh allen rookie and you got to get a justin herbert rookie be careful because we we did see some fishy shillish 
activities. And then we, we don't want to get too deep in, in into that, but be careful if you're starting to look at cards that are in the five, six, seven thousand dollar range. Uh, be careful. That's obviously, you know, the first thing. But this is what's really fascinating about this entire ordeal, Andy, is that you look at Josh Allen, and before the season began, I said be very skeptical of Josh Allen's prices, right? And before the season, his PSA prism was roughly in in the the high eight hundreds, early nine hundreds, and he had the rough week one game. And I went and looked at his PSA ten base prism prices uh, be before this episode, and he right now is the best quarterback in the NFL. Like especially since he just beat down you know Patrick Mahomes, and it looks as if Andy his PSA ten base prism prices right now they might have gone up a little but it, it's still roughly the same right yeah it's still roughly the same i looked at quite a few different listings and you know depending on the time people in their auctions and everything that could fluctuate a little bit but just looking at the buy it nows they're virtually the same from before the season till now that psa 10 base prism is right around a thousand dollars a little bit under his psa 10 field level Silver is right around $2,500. That was right at what the same it was before the season. Um, same thing with the Silver Prism Auto. So, yeah, his prices have not really gone up at, at all yet this year. This and that's, that's the scary thing. That is the scary thing is that um, sometimes prices don't go up. It's kind of like the Zion Williamson thing. And, and that's a different sport. We're mostly just football cards. We are just all football cards, but Zion's prices, even though he lived up to the hype, actually went down based on what based on what it was before the season. So you, you have to be careful about that, that sometimes, you know, like with Diggs, his prices went up and it did correlate with him playing at an extremely high level. Sometimes, though, with quarterbacks in particular, their price could be so high before the season that even if they do play well, Andy, their prices might not go up astronomically. So understand that, especially I, I've seen this as well, Andy, and I know you look at specific prices closer than me, but when you start buying cards in that $600, $700, $800 range, they might not go up all that much, especially if you're buying a card like a, like a base card that won't particularly uh, be so rare. Yeah, this is a fantastic point, and this this carries over really well into Justin Herbert's rookie card. Exactly. Who, uh, he had a massive day Sunday, right? I mean, massive day. Uh, set the league on fire with that performance against the Cleveland Browns and those touchdown passes to Mike Williams, and 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 the you know winning the game and everything. And he had by far the most volume in terms of number of rookie card sales from Sunday and Monday, with over a thousand. I mean, I counted them up page by page, over a thousand buy it now sold. But the thing was, his base prism still selling for between one hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifty dollars, like a bunch of them. Like there's been no change in that base raw prism sales price. And that's because to your point, you know, you don't know who is who has been holding this card in their collection is now seeing this performance and is looking to sell. They could have had this card ripped it out of a pack last year that they got for $20 and they're, they're more than fine, you know, liquidating it immediately for a hundred to 150 
Um, and there's so much supply of those cards out there that they could just keep appearing in the marketplace for the same price, so to speak, you know, and, and, and never really move the needle on that. But now you look at uh, a very rare, very rare graded cards of him. Those are certainly going up and especially in auctions, you know, because he's red hot. If it's a very rare high grade card, that's when that's going to grab a lot of eyeballs from the high rollers in the hobby. And they're all going to be in on that, trying to trying to fight for that card. What I've and, seen. And, and, and something else, you know, this gets into Joe Burrow as well. I'm, I, I, look, Joe Burrow is my hero. You can see the painting in the background, right? His prices were just so, so, so high. And he's played really well. And that's the irony of this whole thing, Andy, is – a lot of the quarterbacks that people spent money on before the season have all played well. There really hasn't been one that that's just tanked, right? Uh, it's ironic. Even Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, any quarterback you mentioned, they have exceeded expectations, uh, which is something that, you, you, you know, as, as an investor or a collector or whatever you want to do, keep that in mind because – I think that will continue. I think we will continue to see more quarterbacks turning out to play really well. The rules in the NFL skews towards the quarterbacks. You can't hit them the same way that you can hit them. You can't press wide receivers the same way that you couldn't anymore. So quarterbacks, for the most part, have lived up to it, whether it be Stafford, who became a very hot buy this offseason. So understand that more often than not, if a quarterback is good, they're they're going to continue to be good just based on what we saw last year and this year. And this leads into this. That's why that price point is so important, Andy. It's so important to understand prices. It's so important to actually do the work and whether you have card ladder or you just look at eBay buy it now, it's important to monitor those things because Lamar Jackson, his prices were a little bit lower than Josh Allen, and he's exceeded expectations up to this point. And that's looking like it, it was a smart buy uh, right now. So it is just so critical to make sure you're buying, if it's not a rare card, to buy a card at the right price point because if not you're 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 going to be taking risks that are completely unnecessary yeah you are going to be taking risks that's completely unnecessary uh one guy that's seen a big increase uh from since the season started but has now fallen off is sam darnold sam darnold actually saw a significant spike in his rookie card resale values at the beginning of the season so did teddy bridgewater both of these guys did and they quickly fell off. As soon as they started losing, I now go and look. The, the, the volume of buy it now sold have fallen off dramatically. And the resale values have fallen off. People are accepting offers that are much lower than they were weeks ago. And auctions are ending for way lower. And it's always going to be riskier when you're getting a guy that has no footing. And there was someone I, I spoke to about this. Um, his name's Chris. He's a friend, and he he was getting into cards, and he's a Panthers fan, and he he wanted to buy some Sam Darnold, and I was like, it's Sam Darnold, right? Right when right when they start losing, and I, I want Joe Brady and the Panthers to do well. There's a lot of LSU guys there, but right when they start losing, you're going to be stuck with the Sam Darnold card. Uh, 
you don't want to be stuck with the Sam Darnold card. You could have just spent that money on a Lamar card. So understand that. And Andy, this is something that I that that I just think it's always going to be risky. And I know we brought it up in the podcast before. But I'm just not a big believer in in buying quarterbacks just because they're quarterbacks. And I know you see that mistake all the time, whether that be Jacob Beeson or, or Jordan Love. It's insane what what their prices can go for. Yeah, it's insane. When, and I I personally cannot I cannot stand to buy into like hype when I can clearly see that this player is red hot. That's when I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna monitor it absolutely. But I just I cannot get myself to buy in on that that upswing you know that that up chart um in that in that player i will buy in whenever they have a little bad run of games like right now if you you still want to collect sam darnold it's a great time or teddy bridgewater it is a great time go for it you know um or Derek carr even you know Derek carr now is going to fall off guys i mean uh the the last two losses the the loss of their head coach right now is a ton of speculation that the Raiders are just falling apart and and Derek Carr prices have fallen apart so aren't you happy that you sold your Derek Carr rookie card a couple weeks ago instead of trying to you know go for the the triple up yeah getting greedy Uh, 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 yeah you know you got to be careful you've got to be careful so uh, uh, understand that you know quarterback prices are always going to be just so radical they just are and you could you could spend the same amount of money on a Jordan Love card that you could probably get you could, you could probably get one or two DeAndre Hopkins cards you know mm-hmm. the Cardinals are going to be there even though I was skeptical of the Cardinals they they are 5 and 0 yeah well, D Hop's going to go in the Hall of Fame at some point uh that would be someone I would I would look at right now there's so many different skill guys that I would go for instead of going for the backup quarterbacks but and if we want to support people that support the fantasy football card quest and we do want to go to a few of your patreon questions so i am a new patreon of the fantasy football card quest movement this will be the biggest football card quest or just the biggest football card podcast on the planet you and i have speaking it into existence this is what it's going to be this is going to be the tom brady of football card podcast so the patreon questions we're going to answer today guess what andy these are our day ones just understand if you're listening or watching to this you are at the ground level of something special so what what are some questions you want to go through right now andy that the the supporters of the channel want to pick your brain about yeah absolutely carter um so shout out to luke over at uh, cards with luke he uh, he wants to know our opinions or tips for buying 2013 era cards. So basically, when Topps and Panini both manufactured cards in 2012, 2013, and even um, 2014, 2015 was when Topps stopped manufacturing NFL licensed cards. He wants to know tips around that so i'll i'll let you go first carter what's your what's your yeah. opinion on those years so the, the first thing is uh, i would stay away from the lottery of buying andrew luck cards okay i still see those prices listed and people still buy them you, know, you can go to a bid you can see you know a few for like 40 or 50 dollars and it's like why andrew luck's not going to come back his body is shot and i understand 
if he did decide to come back, you would be handsomely rewarded because the hype cycle would be absolutely insane no matter where he went. And I think even you would agree with that, Andy, that you know, if Andrew Luck did decide to come back, there's a lot you would like about that. Obviously, you know, 2012 Prism, you would have tops. Those cards look iconic. They do just look nice. Uh, I would stay away from that. I would stay away from the Robert Griffins of the world as well. Uh, I I do like Mike Evans a lot. I mean, the the, the Buccaneers, and, and I know he's your guy, uh, and I don't like the Buccaneers. I don't like the Texas A&M Aggies, but you and I were discussing him this past weekend. Obviously, the seven seasons of 1,000-yard receiving. He's playing with Tom Brady, had another big game this past weekend. So I think there's you know some moves for skilled guys in that region. Uh, I have a lot of Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, cards from that time. Obviously, things aren't going too great for him right now. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I would look at those guys, and I would also look at Ryan Tannehill, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would say so. As uh, Titans still uh, look like the clear front runner for the AFC South, you know, they look like they're going to run away with that division, although they have plenty of their own holes on defense. I I still think that Derrick Henry is going to put that team on his back and just or just run them into the playoffs. And um, yeah, when looking at my, my, my input on when looking at cards from before t- 2016 is that you know, different years, there's there's different cards that I think are are more liquid than others. So, like, when you look at 2012, it's definitely the prism, hands down. The, the yeah. Topps Chrome is cool, but there's nothing like that first-year prism. That is the primo. Then when you look at 2013, the prism design is not the most liquid in that year. A, are very few people like the design of it. The design is very similar to this year's 2021 Donruss that we can touch on later in this episode. but uh, I've found that that card is not right now the most. There's there's base college uniform cards that are selling for better better than people's uh, 2021 base honors. But my point is that that 2013 base prism design is not aesthetic. A lot of people don't care for it. So what they go to is the uh, select from that year. That was the first year that Panini started producing the modern day select. So that has a first year element. Also, the 2013 Topps Chrome is a very nice looking card. And but if you're you got to understand that Topps had a had a higher print run on their base cards. They also had multiple tiers. So you had base tops and then you had Topps Chrome. And both of those have a fairly high print run in comparison to Prism or Select. And uh, so when you look at a Topps Chrome, you really want to look be looking at your base card of that being a Topps Chrome X Fractor or refractor to to get somewhere along those same print run levels as a as a prism or select and so that's what i'd look at for 2013 and then when you go 2014 it's prism hands down again that design of prism is wonderful however the 2014 prism is a tougher card to grade i've noticed a lower gem rate on that card um the the PSA 10 pop reports on the 2014 Prism are lower. So that means that the PSA 10s and PSA 9s from the 2014 Prism are going to be considerably more expensive, but they're they're also more demanded because it's harder to get that raw card to, to, to grade high. And then 2015, it's definitely Prism again. This is a, another really nice card. You know, you look at Amari Cooper or Stefan Diggs. 
you know, these are a really thick cardstock, great border. It's got all the little, um, like prism, uh, undulation, little, little dimples there around. And those are intentionally there. This is a very crisp, clean looking card. And the 2015, uh, tops Chrome tops printed so many different, uh, parallels and inserts in 2015. They just really diluted it and, uh, definitely a prism there again. Um, but going back to 2014, there are some very interesting, I think, tops products from those years that you can look at, and they're they look like vintage cards, but they're tops products. They typically have serial numbered or they're very short print, and they printed them in either chrome finishes or they have autographs on them, but they look like cards from the 60s, 70s, and early 80s, which I think makes them more collectible. It makes them good investments because people have, you know, that's our roots. You know, that's our roots in football cards is going back to those iconic vintage looks. And so Tops, you know, redid it with some of the rookies from 2013, 14, and 15. And there's some really cool cards you can get uh, from those Tops inserts those years. Yeah, you know, I once again, first year prism. And you, you, you'll hear that in, in, in basketball as well, like how big of a deal – you know, the, those years are something else that's very interesting, Andy, is with the especially with Prism, there's a lot of value or a lot of people that buy first year Prism of legends. So like the 2012 Drew Brees and then the 2012 Peyton Manning and then the 2012 Tom Brady, you know, that's where it gets a little interesting as well, as far as uh, the Patreon's question uh, because you're you're kind of buying the design more than you are the the player. Now it's a little bit more interesting with Peyton Manning because I believe that card was in his Broncos uniform, but still, it, it, I, if you like Prism that much, like I do, I really do like Prism. Uh, I, I guess that would be something you'd be interested in, but I, I, I just don't know. What, what would be your thoughts as far as le legends in that that 2012 set? Yeah, that's where it crosses over. And I actually was able to buy, like, getting in the hobby early on. My buddy Brad over at Comeback told me that this was a thing, and I went on to Beckett Marketplace and was able to find a bunch of raw Tom Brady 2012, 2013, 2012 wow. Prism, 2013 Select. Um, you know, I quadrupled my money on all those cards. I had no problem selling all of those Hall of Famers from those sets. Uh, surprisingly, those cards did really well. It's like a collectability thing, collecting first-year set. Just like I think if Panini completely does away with Mosaic, you know, of 2020, if that doesn't come back, I think Mosaic down the road long-term is going to go up significantly in value, uh, potentially over a lot of other 2020 sets because of, how iconic 2020 was for the sports card industry. And that was like a, you know, a COVID sports card boom set baby, you know? Right. So hobby tip of the week, Andy, you have one right off the top of your mind. I, I, I found this topic to be very interesting. Yeah. So my, my hobby tip of the week is really just to watch out for reprints, watch out for sticker cards. Um, all of these iconic Hall of Flame Hall of Fame players are going to be suspect to having reprints, stickers, refrigerator magnets, the whole nine yards, people putting the, the card as their picture 
and then having the full name and then at the very end rp or at the very end uh having repack or hot pack or something where they're making their own packs and the the odds are always going to be hugely in the seller's favor and i would just stay away from all that stuff unless you know, you, you want to get a refrigerator magnet or a sticker of a card and you see it's only two or three dollars and you know full well that is not the authentic card and you have no plans to misrepresent it as the 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 uh, full card. I even saw a wild listing. I saw a custom card that this guy made himself. He took like three different Chase Claypool cards and cut out the rookie card logo, cut out the prison border. And you could see that he had taped it together. It made this Frankenstein custom card, put it in a one touch, and sold it for forty dollars. <laughs> one of one, baby. You can that's list what that they put. They'll put, put one eBay of one. one of one. Beware uh, uh, of eBay uh, uh. one of ones. <laughs> so th- 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 I'm gonna piggyback off of that. Um, I actually have some stickers of like some of the iconic cards. So like I have a like a Zion Williamson sticker of his iconic basketball card. I have some just because I don't want to buy like the super expensive one, but that's it. That's the only reason I'm getting it. I'm not trying to flip it or sell it. If the price is too good to be true for said card, there's something up with it, right? Make sure, especially if you're always buying an expensive card on eBay, read the description, right? Go look to see if they write on there. There's a big scratch on the back. Um, Always make sure if it is a reprint. Make sure you examine the card uh, thoroughly. Also, some people list on the listing that it is a PSA 10 just for SEO search engine optimization. And the card might not even have a grade. Just because they write on their PSA 10 or BGS 9 or whatever doesn't mean that that card is actually there. So that is a very important tip, Andy. I'm glad you picked that one to make sure that you look at everything regarding uh, an, an eBay listing. And that goes for basically everything. That goes with Twitter. That goes with Instagram. That goes with all those things, especially with, with someone that you don't even know uh, where you can get scammed, uh, especially with, you know, there's a lot of PayPal scams. There's a, a lot of those different things uh, as far as like ghosting and and people not following through with deals. Always be careful, even away from eBay, who you're dealing with and, and, and all of that. And Andy, this goes back to another thing. And this, this will be just a small hobby tip of the day before we get to our plays of the week. If you commit to buying a card, don't ghost a person. Don't don't do that. Follow up with them. Uh, say, at least give them an excuse. At least say something. Don't say that you're going to buy a card and just not do anything afterwards because that puts the seller in an absolutely awful spot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you pay for that card if you've committed to buy it, whether it's an auction. You know, if you haven't done your homework, uh, man, don't get into the auction until you do your homework. Like, you know, for example, if you see uh, a Prism Silver PSA 10 in an auction that's well above what you could get a, a Prism Silver autograph card of the same grade PSA 10, don't don't get into that auction because there's a chance that there's something fishy going on. There's, there's shill bidding. 
you don't know what kind of organized ring of, of bidders are behind this that are pumping it up, you know, fake accounts. There could be a whole kind of crazy rabbit hole. So don't be afraid. Like, I think my biggest tip that I could leave you guys with is just be patient. Like, I know sometimes it's very difficult to, to not push that button. If you got the, the, the money that you already have committed to say you're going to spend in the, on this player. And, but I would say be, be patient. Do your research. Don't be afraid to ask for additional pictures and then wait for them. And if they don't respond, walk away. You know, walk away because chances are that something's not right. Um, and then, of course, there's no such thing as a uh, Patrick Mahomes rookie card for $30, 40 $50, dollars, you know, or um, I saw even now people are reprinting Joe Burrow's downtown. I, I found multiple copies of that that are being mm-hmm. reprinted and people are buying it for $30, $40. I'm like, that no. to me is too high for people to be thinking that, uh, that's a reprint, you know. That's like you thought that was a real downtown, and you were going to spend thirty to forty dollars on it, and when in reality, that's a thousand dollar card, you know. So there's no shortcuts, people. Yeah, there's no, and and the, really, the only shortcuts that you see normally is you go to a garage sale, and someone's just they're just trying to get rid of everything. That's pretty much it. Like you're not ever going to have one of these one in a million uh, Joe Burrow, like you said, downtown for only $30. It's just not going to exist. Now, Andy, it's time for play of the week. You normally give the play of the week first. I'm going to do it this time. Okay. Now, uh, this is going to be layered. Okay. Russell Wilson, I'm going to be paying attention with what's going to happen over the next few weeks now that he is out with injury. Okay. Now what's interesting about Russell Wilson, it goes along with what uh, the Patreon question of the day was. And uh, once again, get your questions in, we'll, we're going to answer more of those uh, over the next couple of weeks on episodes, Russell Wilson, 2012 prism, right? So, most iconic modern card, first year, iconic player. He's the best player in that draft class. Then Russell Wilson also has a very iconic tops card in in that set as well. Uh, so, you know, th- there's there's cards out there to collect. I don't think, Andy, his price is going to drop all that much, especially considering it wasn't like an end, uh, like the end of the season type of injury he's going to be back in a few weeks what what do you what, what are your best guesses about what's actually going to happen with russell wilson cards i think people are uh, right now kind of under the impression that the seahawks season is done i think that's kind of the impression that i'm getting after last week's game and the, after the cardinals win again you know um that was a huge matchup i think a lot of people are very uh demoralized right now around the seahawks and Russell Wilson, and I think there's going to be auctions on Russell Wilson cards that are probably going to go well under market value here in the coming weeks. I think the injury report I saw is about six weeks potentially he could miss. So, and this historically has been a low period, you know, as we get into the the meat of the season here. Uh, you know, a lot of people are you know like this, and they they got in the beginning of the season when everything was so fresh and exciting. 
And now that it's actually taken work to keep up with this on a weekly basis, you know, some of those people are falling out of it. And, uh, you know, just maybe their team has started losing, you know, like Seahawks fans right now. I can imagine they're they're very concerned about their team or Raiders fans, for example. Those kind of people um, are falling out of it. And so this is going to leave this historically has left every year. Cars go very undervalued during the month of October and the beginning of November. So I, I agree with that, that play that you could definitely get some good deals on Russell Wilson here in the coming weeks. Yeah, so I would look at that, and then this would be my second thing, Andy. We talk so much about quarterbacks. The ones that we thought were good, most of them have exceeded expectations up to this point. Now I'm going to go opposite of that. None of the rookie quarterbacks have just blown me away. None of them, okay? Thought Zach Wilson would be decent. He, he doesn't look like he's any good right now. Trevor Lawrence... He's obviously in a hectic situation with the coach who is more worried about other things. I was very skeptical about Trevor Lawrence coming in, and you you knew this uh, from from me, just my own personal evaluation. And my question to you, Andy, is is Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or Mac Jones just blown you away? I'm not talking about – all five of them have been okay, all things considered – but have any of the five blew, have they blown you away the same way that Lamar blew us away as a rookie, or um, or Herbert last year blew us away as a rookie? Have have any of them? No, no. In fact, I um, I, I would absolutely agree with that. None of them have blown me away. They've all had rocky starts. They've all had questionable moments, you know. And and I mean, they all have their their holes. And uh, no, man, none of them have blown us away like Justin Herbert and uh, Joe Burrow did last year before he got hurt. And both those guys are still doing their thing this year. And um, So here's the thing. If the elite quarterbacks that we already know are playing really well, it's really hard to climb up the quarterback ladder. Really, really hard. Uh, you know, there's only so many wins that can go around, especially in this league. And I know it's still very early. Josh Allen was a late bloomer, and he's probably the best quarterback in the NFL. But outside of him, normally in the first five to ten games, you can kind of see who you you could see immediately that Justin Herbert was like, okay, he's way better than what he is what, what he was at Oregon. And you could see that Joe Burrow is changing things in Cincinnati. Right now, yes, the sample size is really small extremely small i'm not punting on any of the quarterbacks but we go back to our initial point of today's episode andy price matters and i sold a trey lance card blue press proof rookie ripped it out of a donruss pack sold it for 45 dollars wrong that's all that's it's a high number now that was before he even had a start that's an extremely high number for a card that is not all that rare it's going to be like that for Prism. It's going to be like that for, you know, just all these different um, origins that just came out. Mm-hmm. I, I would just be very careful right now, Andy. I'm 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 fading all five of them right now. Uh, not that I don't think any of them are going to be good. I still stand by that. I think Justin Fields will be the best out of all five of them. 
I'm I'm just not in love with it with the price that that's going to be coming out. You're rolling the dice. This is not a Justin Herbert situation. This is not a Joe Burrow situation. Andy, I'm fading hard on all five, especially knowing what those prices are going to be. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying any five of them. In fact, I had a a secondary question that parlays perfectly or piggybacks perfectly on this comment uh, from Patreon. Shout out to Alakai. He pulled a downtown Zach Wilson, and he sent it into PSA Super Express. Came back a PSA ten. Ooh, population one. Ooh. And he asked me for advice on when to sell and what price I think he should sell it at. So I, I would like to get your opinion. But uh, what I did is I researched and, and looked for other uh, PSA ten. And I'll look for other 2021 rookie quarterbacks downtowns yeah. that were selling. And so I found a couple that were selling for around four to five thousand dollars. I found a Mac Jones PSA 10 downtown recently sold uh, right at five thousand dollars, and a uh, Justin Fields sold right at the same price. So what would you what would you say to him on on that card? I'd list it now, especially, and it, what's really cool about that card in particular, Andy, is that card looks really cool. Zach Wilson's downtown, we said this, but when whenever they just released the the, the thing, uh, just like little photos of the card, I was like, that is a cool looking card. If I'm not mistaken, he's like on a, he's on like a spaceship or something like that, right? It's, it's, some, a, it's a cockpit of a jet. It's a jet. Yeah. yeah Why would I jet. say spaceship? It, it, it's, it's awesome. Man, if if I could get four thousand dollars for that, you said you said Mac Jones and Justin Fields PSA ten recently sold right at five thousand dollars. I would I would I would definitely list it for for that, and I would take any and all offers that would be around three. Um, man, I because look, there's going to be more PSA tens of that card, especially since it's a newer card. Uh, there's going to be more PSA tens of that card that that will come out. Would would you would you agree with that, Andy? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because there's going to be people that send it in that aren't going to super express it, and it'll eventually come back, and there'll be more tens. Sure. And guess what? We're still in the kind of hot ish market right now. If you have it in hand, I I would list it for what the Mac Jones woods four thousand. And I would take any and all offers around three thousand. Once again, you don't want to get too greedy. I don't. I don't know uh, what the money situation is there, but yeah, I. I you, you know how I am, especially now with my Derek Carr experience. You, you just you just take the money when when you can get it, and uh, that would be hard for me to sell that one though. So, and I'm not even a huge Zach Wilson fan. It's just the card itself is so freaking cool. I love the downtown yeah. designs. So, yeah, that's that's what I would do with that one. But, Andy, we got to get your play of the day, man. What, what, <laughs> well, what is on your mind? My, I have a couple plays of the day. One of them, though, I still feel very opportunistic about right now, and I think that pretty soon this player's rookie cards are going to have a significant jump. There was rumors actually swirling about this player earlier today, and uh, – He's an alumni of my my college here in Tampa, USF. I'm um, talking about Marlon Mack. Marlon Ooh. Mack, uh, 2017 rookie from USF. The guy had an 85th percentile college target share. He also had six yards per carry in college. That's 72nd percentile. 
And he also had a 67th percentile college dominator consisting for 29.8% of his offensive, his team's offensive production in his prime year. Um, he also had over a thousand yards rushing in 2019. He had 908 yards rushing 2018. He's been a all purpose explosive running back. We've seen him do it at the NFL level and he's requested a trade because he's behind Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines and the Colts are not using him at all. And so they've openly expressed that they want to trade him. Rumors earlier today was that Kansas city is going to pick him up. And that makes sense because Kansas city needs a reliable all purpose, explosive running back. Now that Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to miss time with an injury. And that would be huge for Marlon Max rookie cards. Um, and you have all those beautiful options from 2017. And I was looking at his prices. This really hasn't caught on to the hobby or, or the, the the mainstream market yet. And so there's a, still a ton of very affordable uh, prices on his rookie ticket autos and his prism silvers, short print serial numbers. I would even look at potentially trying to find like a prism red wave you know, numbered out of one night, something like that. That's got the chiefs colors and anticipation. Cause I could definitely see this trade going down, especially as you know, teams have exposed the chiefs um, and they figured out how to stop them, right? They figured out if they could blanket cover Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey, and you put pressure on Patrick Mahomes, multiple teams have beat him this year doing that exact thing. And I think that Andy Reid is going to come up with a more balanced game plan, going to start running the ball more, but he's going to need a running back like a Marla Mack to make that game plan happen. I could totally see it happening. And it, at worst case scenario, Marla Mack's only 25 years old. He's still got plenty of, of good years ahead of him. So I definitely think he's being traded at some point this year. That's my one of my plays. My second play I thought about at the beginning of the show and I looked him up while we're talking here just in the last couple minutes and it's Jalen Ramsey, the Ooh. defensive back for the Los Angeles Rams. So we know are, are bound for a, at least a wild card seed. I know that the, the Cardinals are giving them fits there in the NFC West, but the they're at least bound for a wild card seed this year. Their team is so well built. We talked about Aaron Donald. We talked about Matt Stafford. You know, the weapons are incredible between Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Tyler Higby and Van Jefferson is having a great second year. Um, and on the other side, Jalen Ramsey is up there as as one of the, the highest currently active uh, defensive backs in terms of Hall of Fame probability. And he is a 2016 rookie. So when I look at that, I'm looking at right off the bat, here's some very attractive prices on his prism it's a great card from 2016 buy it now for 12 dollars. that card looks incredible it's got a high gym rate i love that price point uh, it's really not a whole lot of downside there or you can go with the optic and the optic has got those no helmet poses it's the first year optic was made i feel like jalen ramsey is another great investment for to hold for playoff time and and look to flip then jalen ramsey I like it, man. You know, it's funny. Um, so I do my own like college evaluations of, of players. I don't like have like an official ledger of like grades and all of that. And like Patrick Peterson was like my favorite player uh, coming out. I was at LSU with them. I got to know Patrick Peterson. And then when I put on the tape with Jalen Ramsey, I was like, okay, this guy's going to be, he, he should be the number one player taken. 
Uh, and I still think the Cowboys to this day, they, they had the famous decision between Zeke and Jalen Ramsey. I still think they made a mistake. Now it works out now that they have digs, but still, um, <laughs> he's unreal. Jalen Rams. It, it's crazy that the Rams have both him and Aaron Donald and they're, they're, the two best players at their position by, I think, a pretty wide margin. So I like it. And, and it goes along with the Aaron Donald thing that, you know, the the, the Rams are going to make a deep playoff run. I really do believe in the, in that team, uh, the play callers, the coaches, everything. So I like that, man. Defensive players, they're, 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 make, they're steaming ahead, baby. You, you better jump on now. Get on the other position players as well. So, Andy, tell people why they should, you know, I, I, I just – now, I'm new to the Patreon. I'm new to the Discord and all of that. So what's really cool about the Discord is that you could chat with Andy. You could chat with me. And I was looking at Raven Invest getting some cheap Kyle Trask cards. Uh, I, that's pretty oh, yeah. interesting right there. You can get them for – what do you get? You got one for like a dollar? Yeah, yeah. What's cool is that the Discord has got 10 different channels. Um, and there's so much activity in there. And it's all guys – and gals like us that are like-minded, we're we're all uh, very knowledgeable about football cards. We've been on the quest for you know some time now, and and we're all sharing back and forth knowledge. And I've learned so much from these guys as as much or if not more than they probably learned from me. And it's just nice. an awesome community, you know. I, plus, I I put out a bonus article every week, an auction sniper article where I present in a written format all the evidence around why I would pick a certain player as an investment. And then I highlight at least seven to 10 different auctions that can be capitalized on, you know, that weekend. And, uh, and then I get early access to, to all our videos and podcasts and, and some bonus content as well. I do a backstage video every week with like my plays of the week. I kind of follow up to my auction sniper article and right. it's just really laid back behind the scenes here at the HQ. Um, and, you know, we're an independent show. So in order for us to take this show to the next level um, and to really, you know, pursue this as a full-time career, you know, your support on Patreon slash dot com slash football cards is invaluable. And we cannot thank you guys enough for that. And until t- next time, we'll see you, baby. Let's go. Peace. There you I think Whoops. <laughs> I forgot to end the broadcast like